Theirs was an empire in the desert. Through the sheer force of their own will and moxie, they would make water stream through the desert and transform it into a green and profitable garden. In short, these men were trying to create something out of what looked to them like almost nothing. A quasi-ex-Nihilo where they stepped in to play God's role. The newly Christianed Imperial Valley was located in the Sultan Sink, a geological area 234 feet below sea level. The depression is right on top of the San Andreas Fault, in an active tectonic pull-apart zone, which means that the sink part of the Sultan is caused by the seismic activity actually pulling the Earth's crust apart. It probably sounds worse than it is. Unless you think these men of vision were merely cynical, environment-hating capitalists, remember that the calendar was still turning over from the 19th century to the 20th, and that they had no idea that a desert was a fully functioning and necessary ecosystem. They just thought it was dirt. Besides, they had God on their side. Not only were they high on the rhetoric of manifest destiny, which drove men forward with the velocity of meth heads, their vision had precedence. Isaiah, the greatest Old Testament prophet, seemed to speak to them. At the time, the book Streams in the Desert was the most popular Christian devotional, written by Letty B. Cowman, who published under the name Mrs. Charles E. Cowman, Streams in the desert took its name from Isaiah 35 and 6, for waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So, these men weren't just trying to make a buck. They were up to something of biblical proportions. But their interpretation was flawed. Isaiah's vision of streams in the desert was a metaphor for God pouring sustenance into the barren souls of God's children, not an engineering proposal. Nevertheless, the dream of development continued. The company's chief engineer, R.C. Rookwood, had a grand vision to turn the barren land of the Salton Sink into the greatest irrigation project the world had ever seen. Once the networks of small canals and individual farm plots was created, he put his men to work on the All-American Canal. This 80-mile-long conduit would carry waters from the diverted Colorado River to Imperial Valley, where the subduing of the desert would begin. By 1905, the work was complete, and a considerable number of farmers and ranchers had already moved into the area, just waiting on the water to start their soil tilling, beef growing, and general prospering on the land. A date was set to throw the switch and open the floodgates that would send the Colorado River leaping into the All-American Canal. A dais was built. Dignitaries were invited. On the appointed day, the governors of California and Arizona were there, as was the governor of the Mexican state of Baja, California. Even President Teddy Roosevelt attended. A band played, speeches were given, and then the floodgates were opened. The Colorado rushed into the canal, its roiling waters charging toward Imperial Valley. Now, this was the Colorado River, the river that carved the Grand Canyon, the river now swollen from a very snowy winter in the Rockies. Had the engineer failed to take these factors into account, or was this a much graver miscalculation? What happened next suggests the latter. When the water reached the big bend in the canal meant to divert the water south, the river didn't stop. 
It didn't bend. It didn't turn. It smashed through the side of the All-American Canal and into the desert. Seeking the lowest point, as any water will, the deluge flooded to the lowest point in the Salton Sink, over 200 feet below sea level, and started filling up the desert. God may have been speaking to the men of the Imperial Land Company through Isaiah, but they may have failed to read the whole verse. Sure, it says there will be streams in the desert, nurture for part souls. But the line before reads, Water shall break forth in the wilderness, and indeed they did.